0: And hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the Fruited Plains. From sea to shining sea, this is the host who loves you the most, Luke Thrupe here. On another wild, whimsical Wednesday for Torch Report 521, Taking Control with Implied Consent. Today, friends, we're going to be drilling down on the global cabals, mental gymnastics, and their linguistic manipulation. Kind of how they get away with with, uh, abusing the, the English language to impose their control and and implied consent. But just kind of from the top here to quickly refresh, you know, Monday's report laid bare all of the fear-mongering propaganda, this new campaign that seems to be stirring up all the the requisite emotions to roll out another planned pandemic, uh, complete with all the mask mandates cropping up, the potential for lockdowns, and and of course my plea and all of that was for massive non-compliance. We need to very vocally, very vigorously not Comply. Now, Tuesday's report kind of extended that out a little bit. We looked back to history, taking a lesson on resistance out of the history book by diving into Thomas Jefferson's wisdom on how to go about disposing of tyrants and how to rein in our government overlords when they begin to run amok. So, you know, if you think about they they, they're going to try to roll out this fear campaign, propaganda, driving panic, leading to preemptive measures and all that we need to resist. How do we resist? We need to resist, uh, forcefully, if necessary, in order to reign in our government. There has to be some protest and some pushback in a way that makes them pay attention. Really, the common theme in both reports was the need for we, the people, to rise up and reclaim our rights as individuals, uh, and as communities, and and remind our leaders, whether at the local, the state, the federal level, uh, that they work for us. It's not the other way around. We're the masters, they're the servants they're not the masters we're not their servants so ultimately you know no one has the right to cover your face to restrict your breathing to jab you with toxic injections anymore than they have the right to take your money and force you to do whatever they say you know and to believe otherwise and there are plenty of people out there who believe otherwise we'll get into why in just a second but for anybody who believes otherwise you know not only are they ignorant of natural reality Meaning in natural reality, somebody tries to restrict your breathing, you punch them in the nose, okay? Not only that, not only are they ignorant of of natural reality, uh, to believe that the government has the authority to do these things is a telltale sign of subconscious taming and ultimately an unwitting acceptance of being enslaved. And I'm not using those words lightly. I mean it very, very little, literally subconscious taming and acceptance of being enslaved. This is happening. So for those unfamiliar with the threat of subconscious taming, how it works and what it means for the collective future of humanity, I put a slew of reports in, the uh, in the report today. You can go back and read Uh, You know, Torch Report 305, 307, 431, 444, uh, and 448, controlling past, present, and future. What you'll find is that subconscious taming is really induced through the use of language, which uh, language affects the way the way our brain fires your our neural synapses and all that so suffice it to say (laughs) that this threat of subconscious taming supersedes the threat of political corruption rigged elections financial collapse and planned pandemics It, it supersedes all of that by several orders of magnitude now why might that be? Come on, Luke, are you telling me subconscious taming is more and more of a threat than nuclear war? Yeah, I am. Uh, worldwide famine? Yeah, I am. And here's why. It's because the subconscious taming eliminates the will to resist. Subconscious taming stifles the urge to protest and fight back in other words those who are deploying these clinically proven techniques to bring the human mind into a state of submission they are very tactically uh, yeah tactically conditioning the spirit of resistance out of humanity. So Thomas Jefferson says, we got to remind our rulers that the spirit of resistance is very much alive. While I'm saying that the global cabal is using weaponized AI to, to, for the purpose of subconscious taming in order to condition the spirit of resistance out of humanity. Thinking long-term, there's no greater threat to humanity than conditioned compliance at the planetary scale. Effectively, that would reduce the bulk of the human population to little more than slaves and serfs who know no better than to just obey their masters, right? They've been subconsciously tamed. I'm just going to do what I'm told. Furthermore, given... That subconscious taming takes possession of the mind at the biological level we've looked at this science a lot, friends. so if you're new to the listening audience, please go back and review. i uh, just kind of skipping over some of the uh, some of the prior research here. We understand subconscious taming takes possession of the mind at the neurological level, so those in the grips of this evil scheme to subconsciously tame humanity they're unlikely. ...to ever escape. Because of neuroplasticity, their brains have been conditioned into compliance, essentially. And just to drive this point home, I know it sounds crazy, but friends, the torture Report is the truth you can trust. Not because I ask you to take my word for it, but because I do an insane amount of research to present the information you need to develop your own informed perspective. So I want to drive this home a little bit by sharing a few excerpts from the experts who are cited in all those reports and uh, linked to today's report. So I want, I want to read these slowly... I want you to realize these words are coming from some of the world's top psychologists. And just see about letting the weight of this reality set in. Says the world's top psychologists, those who dictate and formulate the words and phrases we use, those who are the masters of the press and the radio, are ultimately the masters of the mind. Those who control the press, the radio, they're the masters of the mind. Now, political conditioning should not be confused with training or persuasion or even indoctrination. It's more than that. Political conditioning is tampering. It is taking possession of both the simplest and most complicated nervous patterns of man. Pause. That's taking control of body and mind. Okay. And this is what they say here. The psychologists say it is a battle for the possession of the nerve cells. Do we control the mind or does the mind control us? Going on another excerpt. It is coercion. It is enforced conversion instead of conditioning man to an unbiased facing of reality the seducer conditions him to catch words verbal stereotypes slogans formulas and symbols the ideal Of totalitarian psychology is to tame men, to make them willing tools in the hands of their leaders. Like training, subconscious taming has the purpose of making actions automatic. Unlike training, it does not require conscious participation of the learner. Think about what that means. We can train ourselves, uh, to, you know, muscle memory and all that to get to the point where it's, you know, the action, the behavior is just automatic. But unlike training, uh, political conditioning, this enforced conversion, this totalitarian psychology, unlike training, it does not require, subconscious taming does not require the conscious participation of the learner. That means it can happen without one's awareness, okay? The last excerpt here is that it is now technically possible to bring the human mind into a condition of enslavement and submission, they influence the mind so slowly and indirectly that we may not even realize what they have done to us. Period. End quote. Friends, it is technically possible to bring the human mind into a condition of enslavement and submission. They can do this so slowly and indirectly that we may not even realize that it's happening. What have they done to us? Have they, is it, this is exactly what they've done to humanity at scale. They they have pacified us. They have distracted us. They have conditioned us to trust the government. You know, it's a great American irony that over the course of just a couple of generations, we've gone from I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Those were used to be the nine most terrifying words, to quote Ronald Reagan. Uh, But we've moved from that point to a nation now more dependent on the government for help than ever before. As a matter of fact, to kind of put this dependency into uh, perspective today, I did did, uh, do a little research. I got some House Budget Committees and Ways and Means Committees charts and data in here for you. But according to the House Budget Committee... There are more people receiving welfare benefits today than at any time in our nation's history. And if government dependency could be summed up in a single chart, it would look like the one, the spiffy chart I put in the report here today. Hey, friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com. You'll see the spiffy chart of federal transfer payments to individuals, and we're talking trillions of dollars. It almost looks like a hockey stick, the amount of dependency that's gone up. And to kind of put those big numbers into context, I think it's helpful to to realize that in fiscal year 2022, all of the spending... Uh, on, on sending all this money out to people, right? It was 65% of the entire federal budget. 65% of the f- entire federal budget went to paying for, uh, you know, people who were dependent on the state. It... it, it absorbed a full 83% of all the taxes paid. To try to kind of visualize this, friends, I uh, where's all this money going? What do you doing? Trillions, four point some trillion dollars being sent out to a, people all across the Fruited Plains. You know, where's this money going? That's 65% of the budget. That's 83% of all the taxes paid going somewhere. Where? And to try to visualize where all of this money is going, uh, to to try to wrap the mind around how uh, more than 80 different government welfare programs. Let that sink in. Wrap your head around the fact that there are more than 80 different government welfare programs. More than 80 different welfare programs that are currently being used to grow this culture of government dependency. And there is a chart of these 80 different programs in the report today. And so it's, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's sad. It's shocking. It's sickening if you really think about what's going on here. They're essentially buying votes and conditioning the American public to become wholly dependent upon. Upon the government, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. The nine most terrifying words in the English language. So, uh, not only has uh, you know the government dependency skyrocketed, for you know it's been going up, 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 up. Uh, Really, it's getting worse by the day. You think about all the illegals coming across the southern border; they're dependent on the government right and it, it it reminds me of another excellent quote from Ronaldus Magnus he says and i quote uh, Ronald Reagan says no government ever voluntarily reduces itself in size. Government programs, once launched, never disappear. Actually, says Ronald Reagan, a government bureau is the nearest thing to eternal life we'll ever see on this earth. End quote. <laughs> I love the way the guy says that, but you look at that chart of 80-plus Government agencies doling out welfare programs. No government is going to reduce itself in size. These programs have been launched. They're not going to disappear. You know, you think the presidential candidates who who claim they're going to slash, like Vivek Ramaswamy, he says, we're going to cut the FBI. We're going to do this. And he's got some charts showing how he's going to do that. Uh, They're not going to let that happen, in other words, you know. And Reagan also said, you know, either you control the government or the government will control you. Right. And I think that that's something to take to heart. You control the government or the government will control you. Government is not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. That is a direct quote from Ronald Reagan. So all of it really uh, drives at the question we've wrestled with before, friends. Are, are we wolves or are we lapdogs here? Uh, are, are we going to just uh, become subconscious, subconsciously dependent and, and so tame and docile that the government can just have their way with us or not? You know, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a personal decision, I suppose. But setting aside that brief foray into government dependence, I think... I think we'd be wise to realize that along with this perverse use of public funds to enslave a mass of Democrat voters, essentially government dependent Democratic voters, the the greater threat here is still the psychological conditioning that is systematically transforming the tradition of you know, rugged individualism into a population of pansy-ass cosmopolitan pushovers. You know, just to be perfectly clear, you know, friends, all this is the direct result of a deliberately designed and and you know strategically deployed scientific transformation of human. A deliberately designed and strategically deployed scientific transformation of human consciousness. Luke, what the hell are you talking about, friends? I am talking about the whole of government approach that's being used to build more trust in government. Of course, this is just an extension of the cabal's effort to enslave humanity in the great inescapable socialist surveillance state, a.k.a. global digital Governance, but it all starts with trust. Right. If, if people didn't trust the government, then the government wouldn't be getting away with as much as they're getting away with. So it all starts with trust in order to enslave humanity in an inescapable digital surveillance state. We have to go along with it. Right. We have to trust that our leaders are looking out. They're going to keep us safe from misinformation and, and hate speech online. And they're going to keep us safe from from the sun because it's it's it's, it's too much. It's too hot. You know, whatever. You know, they're going to keep us safe from ourselves is what it really boils down to. They're going to keep us safe. From one invisible enemy after the other, and it all starts with trust. This conditioning uh, toward dependence upon the government—it starts with trust, which is precisely why the World Economics Forum, uh, World Economic Forums' upcoming Davos Summit, it's here uh, next weekend. I think it's kicking off, but they're they're gathering in Davos under the banner of rebuilding. Trust. That's their title. Uh, Davos 2024 is the 54th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum under the theme Rebuilding Trust. The meeting aims to restore collective agency and reinforce the fundamental principles of transparency, consistency and accountability among leaders. Now, not to spoil the party here, we are going to get into the, the WEF's Davos Forum a lot over the next couple of weeks, but I think it's worth pointing out today. Those words, to restore collective agency, that is socialist slang for restoring control over the peasants. They're losing control of the narrative a little bit, and they got to do something about that. They're going to use weaponized AI to deal with that, but we're not going to talk about that today. I want to drill down on their language here, to restore collective agency, because the word agency is a legal term. It's a legal term that among other things refers to the relationship between a master and a servant it refers to agency refers to a relationship between the master and the servant according to blacks law Dictionary. So, do you think that's just a coincidence? They're using this language to restore collective agency. And that agency is a, legally speaking, is a relationship between master and servant. Uh, or an agency also could refer to the relationship between an employer having agency over an employee. The term implies power and authority over another person. Uh, and also implied in this term, agency is the consent by one person to another to be subject to this control. So, you know, to, for the, for the WEF to say they're, they're, they're rebuilding trust aiming to restore collective agency. They're, they're rebuilding trust that would, that would cause the peasantry to consent to their control. This consent, keep in mind, is implied. Regardless of whether or not someone realizes what is happening, regardless of whether or not someone realizes that they're consenting to the globalist agenda, uh, they are, in fact, consenting to be subject to control whether they realize it or not. Whereas, you, you think about an employee, you an know, employee may grasp the fact that they're under the control of their employer, understanding the boss kind of has agency over how they spend their day throughout the workday, spend their time throughout the workday. When it comes to the global cabal restoring their collective agency, there are very few people on the planet who understand exactly what that means. In a nutshell, it means those who are gathering in Davos have assumed for themselves authority over the whole of humanity, as in they have declared agency over the entire planet because they have to save the planet, right? And since this term collective agency implies consent with their agenda... I also want to point out one more thing here. It's worth noting that in law, agency implies consent to be controlled. Okay? It's also worth noting that in law, silence is also consent. Silence is consent, legally speaking. More specifically, silence implies knowledge and the opportunity to act on it. So they assume you had the knowledge and you had the opportunity to act on it. Since you didn't say anything, that silence means you consented. Okay? And uh, without dorking out, I see the time here, without dorking out too much on the, the WEF's word choice, I find it utterly fascinating that by unpacking the language that they use, we can see their intentions plain as day. They, they, they intend to assume authority over our lives, just as a master assumes authority over a servant, and that through public silence... Through public silence, or perhaps through a lack of sufficient outcry, they can assume that humanity consents to their schemes. Friends, as I've said many times before, the radical depopulation agenda and the consolidation of total global control are being rolled out under the auspice of saving the planet. This is not a wild-eyed conspiracy. This is Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset, which, in their own words, really spells out exactly how they plan to forcefully impose their will upon the rest of us. Um... And since public silence implies the knowledge and the opportunity to act, think about it. The global cabal, you know, specifically the 300 plus public figures and, and more than 60 heads of state meeting in Davos, they can actually legally claim that we've consented to all of these centralized power schemes. In other words, friends, since they've told us what they're going to do, and since we failed to stop them from doing it, we must have just been okay with the plans in the first place. Does that make sense? That's how these sickos think. Uh, Of course, in reality, most of the public remains completely unaware of what's happening at the global level, Uh, even though it's technically happening in the public square. You know, they're not trying to hide their agenda. They're trying to sell their agenda to anyone who will pay attention. And now, with the advent of weaponized AI and alcoholism, algorithmic social interventions they are able to sufficiently warp the public psyche into accepting this master-slave relationship on a planetary scale whether you choose to consent or not <laughs> and therefore resist we must friends and that is the message of my heart for today we're we'll up to extend this conversation in tomorrow uh, but friends if you're enjoying this podcast please take the time to go to thetortureport.com find the heart click the heart give me some love subscribe if you have not subscribed already and of course the greatest order of all is if You share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this wild Whimsical Wednesday. Stay wise, friends. I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.